terrorizing the streets of Manhattan, laying eggs in the garden, and roaring with a New York accent. It's Godzilla 98. I hadn't read it. I hadn't read it yet. <laughs> Eric, you have a talent for this. <laughs> you have been really good. Preambles. Yeah, yeah. You would have been really good at writing those like trailer narrations back when they used to do those. <laughs> uh, well, the uh, it's not quite the Godzilla roar we're used to, is it, Alex? No, it's a little similar. But, you know, it's kind of got a little more uh, (laughs) T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. It's lacking a little something. Yeah. Well, it's got that New York flair. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a little more like (laughs) uh, it it won't take any of your. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to censor myself. Um, But (laughs) But yeah, it won't put up with any of your BS, essentially. You could tell. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But Alex, you know, I'm excited for this episode. This is going to be a fun episode. Yes, we've made this one fun for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we decided we decided to have special guests this week. Special guest, none other than our wives. So yes. <laughs> who, who, if we thought I was a noob, just wait till you hear my wife. She's a noob. <laughs> and my wife. I've only, I've, like I've mentioned before, I've only been able to really coax her into watching a couple. It's only yeah. when I can get my daughter to lay on her and watch one. But there as they've go. gotten like a little more violent and a little more realistic, it's kind of as much of an option. But I, I, you know, I think they're going to bring a charm and we'll bring them in for our award segment. But, you know, I also talked about this film and I asked for some feedback on Twitter. And I tell you, that really helped me, Alex, kind of just get a pulse of, you know, where the fan base is at with this movie. There's such a wide range of opinions. Some people genuinely like it. Some people say it's a great monster movie, but a terrible Godzilla movie. Some people just say it's a terrible movie. So I'm wondering, (laughs) um, and I got a lot of responses and it was pretty varied. So I'm wondering where you're going to kind of fit within that spectrum. Um, So what do you say we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Originally planned as a trilogy, Roland Emmerich's Godzilla not only received mostly negative reviews, but was also considered a box office failure. Though it has its fans and was an introduction to the series for many Americans, Many long-term fans of the franchise blame producer Dean Devlin and Emmerich's vision, with Emmerich claiming, quote, that he wanted nothing to do with the original, unquote. So, Alex, are you more a defender of Godzilla 98, or if not, which aspects do you hate? What, what I did like about this movie is I really liked the first 20 minutes of this one. I mean, they really are like pretty, they're pretty stellar and fun, and... They have a lot of interesting sequences. I think the film really does get off to a strong start. I even think Godzilla's entrance into Manhattan is kind of fun and exciting. I really I really like it, but this film starts to suffer the longer it goes on. And boy, does it go on. We get not one, but two overlong helicopter chases between buildings. One which leads to one of my favorite moments when Godzilla shows his intelligence and takes out the three choppers uh, by sneaking up on them and then by cutting one off in a really cool way. But they really should have figured out their tone on this one. And maybe more importantly, their characters. I do think it was a good decision for us to feel sympathetic for Godzilla at the end. But I feel that Godzilla dying at the end while nudging the dead baby Zilla is like a kind of a powerful moment. It's like one of the few times I actually felt anything during this. But the odd thing is they almost play that moment to comedic effect. And when it could have really been a more poignant moment between, I guess the monsters and the humans. No, you're, you're definitely right there. Like, honestly, the ending was kind of offensive. (laughs) What? Like, Why? Well, just just in general, like I think for me, uh, like at the end, whenever they have that celebration montage that they've destroyed Godzilla, 
Uh, right? Yeah. It's like a cliche 90s celebration montage. And think <laughs> about the other like deaths of Godzilla that we've seen. You know, like we've seen a Godzilla with a complicated death. Like people have complicated feelings around Godzilla. It's not necessarily a time for celebration when Godzilla is destroyed because there's a, there's a reflection back on ourselves, right? You know, like something of ourselves is being destroyed at the same time. Now we almost get that with, uh, you know, Nico to top to Tipolis, uh, guy. It's Tipolis. <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce it every single time on purpose now. And I'll Alex. correct you on purpose. But, <laughs> but we almost get that with Nick. You know, there's a small moment, and it's actually one of my favorite moments where it harkens back to when he first encounters Godzilla and he gets, you know, breath in his face mm. and he gets so close that he could touch Godzilla and Godzilla doesn't hurt him. Yes. You know, and that moment at the end, we almost get that connection. But even he is kind of celebrating this death and ordering for the deaths of these Godzillas, which I understand. I get it. It's just weird to see people celebrating that death. Um, but I agree with you. I think the first third of this movie sets things up pretty well. Um, after the opening credits, that is, which were like four minutes long, <laughs> we already have a 140-minute movie. We don't need a four-minute opening <laughs> credits. But we get that initial scene. Of the fishing vessel at sea. Yes. Now, uh, I thought that actually kind of set things up for a pretty fun movie. Yeah. It was a nice throwback even to like Return of Godzilla and even Son of Godzilla, which both started at the sea. And not only that, but we get over-the-top acting and those scenes of panic. It created a very pulpy feel from the beginning. But as you mentioned, Alex, unfortunately, that pulpy feel doesn't mesh well with the other tones that Emmerich is bringing in. So think about it. Like, you know, with Godzilla Monster itself, Emmerich's trying to go with realism. With the music, he's going for this dramatic feel, but it comes across as over the top and cheesy. And with the comedy, it ranges from those cheesy setups to almost offensive at times. <laughs> but, you know, and I think it's ultimately that mishmash of tones that doesn't work. Yeah, I, I really, the tones are a travesty in this one. I mean, they really are the death of this movie. And certainly it is all in Roland Emmerich's hands. I mean, he even, he even co-wrote this movie. So, you know, that, mm -hmm. that all of his decisions and that quote that you said at the very beginning, I mean, they kind of define this movie. He didn't want anything to do with yeah. the original Godzilla, and it's very clear. But it's only clear after the initial 20 minutes, because again, that first 20 minutes is great. But, I mean, he, Emmerich wants his cake and eats it too. He wants comedy with a little bit of drama, but he's not real willing to sew these things together into a co cohesive whole. I mean, again, mm -hmm. there's that moment where Zilla is nudging baby Zilla, and it's really sad. Like, it's a really sad moment that's completely unearned, but it's pretty sad in the yeah. moment. And mm -hmm. then they just, Matthew Broderick has a line that's comedic, and it's like, oh, okay, well, we can't, we're not going to deal with any other complex emotions here. Just, uh, it's just, yeah. this is just going to be a theme park ride, pretty much. And I just feel mm -hmm. like it's a missed opportunity. Also, the entire romance thing. I mean, why? This movie would have been so much better without it. I actually think mm -hmm. Matthew Broderick's character is actually pretty solid, which can, which is contrary to what a yeah. lot of people think. Until you bring his love interest in, Audrey. Who, by the way, is one of the worst humans to be in a Godzilla film. <laughs> I mean, like, we see her encounter her horrible misogynistic boss. And we feel bad for her, right? Like, she's trying to earn, work her way up in the world, and this guy's just being awful to her. But then mm -hmm. she goes on to pretty much one-up him in many other ways. Not that way, but other ways. To manipulate mm -hmm. an old, almost fiancé that she turned down for, as far as we know, no apparent re reason, really. And then yeah. she takes advantage of him, steals confidential information while manipulating him, and she tries to use it to make her own story to make it big time. Then that story is stolen from her. And then she's sorry. And proceeds to somehow still get the guy at the end. I mean, 
I actually think it might make Broderick's character more interesting that he doesn't have a spine <laughs> when it comes to this woman, you know? Like, he is in an abusive relationship and doesn't know it. I mean, that's actually pretty interesting, right? <laughs> but really, yeah. Audrey is just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I honestly didn't think about her much in the film uh, as being horrible, but I, I see exactly what you mean. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into the characters more in our coolest characters awards. So, yeah. but I want to, I want to talk about Godzilla for a minute. So on Twitter, you know, I asked, does this film deserve the hate it receives? And yes, I mostly received. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but even those that didn't hate it, close to 90% of the responses said this worked as a monster movie, but not as a Godzilla movie. And I get their point. I get their point. The monster here doesn't feel like the Godzilla that we're used to. Um, starting with the look, right? It looks like an iguana. It does. <laughs> um, which we do We do see at the beginning of the film. And that makes sense. And I understand why they go for that. I'm actually okay with it if, if they had done different things you know, with the film, with the tone of the movie. Um, but do you think it's fair that this this monster has become known as Zilla, or do you still classify this as Godzilla? I mean, it's not Godzilla. There, there, there's just too many discrepancies between the thing that we've come to know for over or almost 20 movies now, if not maybe over more than 20 movies now. Oh, man, Eric, I'm, I can't believe we've actually <laughs> gone through this many episodes. Um, but... No, this is not Godzilla. He's mostly because I'm okay with the design being different, right? This is a different interpretation of the monster. But the problem is, is we're missing some very important key elements. This monster, Mm -hmm. he was mutated by radiation, right? But he only eats fish. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. that's odd. I mean, okay, whatever. I'll let you have that one. But then this thing is really weak. It lives underground. I'm okay. And then it also is like, there's no fire breath, which is iconic for Godzilla. They, mm-hmm. they, they manipulate two scenes to kind of make it look like he has it. Right. But he doesn't yeah. have it. And so yeah. there's just too many Godzilla elements missing from Zilla as Toho went on to call him in future iterations. So, no, th- th- this isn't the same creature. And it's not just because of the fish, but there's just so many elements missing. And honestly, he's just not terrifying. But the thing is, the film doesn't make it feel like he's even supposed to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, so for me, what it comes down to is how I view Godzilla as a character. To me, there's a mystical element to Godzilla that's missing here. Now, I wouldn't go so far to call the Godzilla franchise fantasy, but there are definitely those fantastical elements in parts of the films that make Godzilla feel like more than just a creature. It's this unstoppable force that's unable to be moved by standard military efforts. Yeah. Uh, It does have that atomic breath, which is dragon-like in its features. So I do think there's that mystical feeling um, to Godzilla. But honestly, for me, (laughs) I wouldn't even call this a, a good monster movie or a good movie. Um, even if you took out Godzilla in the name to me, there's no real meaning in this film. It's pure entertainment, which I'm not against, but man, it's, it's hard to think about the themes here and really pull something meaningful. It's even funny to me how in an American Godzilla film, it's not really the America's Americans fault that Godzilla exists. Maybe it's the French, right? It's the French's (laughs) fault. Like we couldn't even blame ourselves for the creation of a monster in a movie. No, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Uh, I did like how the military initially caused more destruction to the city than Godzilla Mm -hmm. itself, but that was kind of undone by the mayor stating that fact on screen and treating the audience like idiots. right? Right. Um, But I will say, shout out to some of the standout 90s moments in this thing, including the VHS video recorders, the disposable cameras, the dialing 555 numbers on payphones, and Blockbuster. (laughs) RIP Blockbuster. Yeah, Yeah, and it's funny. like Only people of our generation, really, and and older, would like even care. Would would see that scene now and be like, Blockbuster. I kind of then had that feeling like, I kind of miss Blockbuster. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any thoughts about uh, the meaning of this film? Was there any meaning for There's you? There's really not. I mean, it, 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 it pretty much all comes down to it having a, oh man, people are going to hate me for this. It all really comes down to it having like this all monsters attack type of approach to any sort of meaning. Like it, it leads us there. It, it gets us going in a way that might comment on something. And it completely blows it up with like something really dumb with like a poorly timed comedic attempt or even just a really kind of lame action sequence. Like, again, I keep going back to it because it's like this powerful moment. I don't know powerful is the right word, but yeah, when Zilla's nudging its baby, it's like, oh, damn, like that's pretty sad. Like, I'm feeling for Godzilla in that moment. And then they completely blow it up. And then, like you said, at the end, no one really mourns the death of Godzilla. There's no mourning mm-hmm. of it. And so it has no impact. So... Like, we're not really facing any repercussions of our actions. Like, yeah, we blew up some of New York trying to kill him, but we don't see the repercussions of anything. And there's lots of interesting things that we could talk about or even like, oh, maybe Godzilla was created by Americans. No, the French did it. Like, it's like the whole (laughs) movie is Americans avoiding blame for anything relating to Godzilla. (laughs) So maybe, hey, maybe that's the meaning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there you go. You know, and you know, just thinking about that celebration scene, I'm not trying to harp on it, but it's just not realistic as an emotion. Even if you we were facing something like this, that's just not how people I don't think people would react. There would be more relief than celebration, right? It's not like we just won the World Series. Right. <laughs> we just escaped impending doom. <laughs> There's a huge difference there. Yeah, it's not like if an asteroid is coming to Earth and then they explode and they blew it up and, like, and then someone like radio is like, oh yeah, we're all clear. And then everyone celebrates, you know? <laughs> this is like, you just killed this thing that didn't really do anything to anyone until you tried yeah. to kill it. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Well, Alex, with that, I think it's time that we move into our guest interview. Let's go ahead and welcome on the wives. All right. Why am I nervous for some? You do reason? a podcast every week. Hey, this is because podcast. this is high pressure. It's a big deal. Yeah, this, this is, is nerve wracking. This is really high pressure. I am <laughs> Alex C.C. Neely and Titopolis. <laughs> I have. I just have really high standards. Yeah, I know. Eric's very intimidating. I make sure. Oh, uh, this is gonna be fun, guys. I'm gonna have to explain Neely's name, aren't I? <laughs> Yeah, you sure oh, are. Oh, yeah, you might have to. <laughs> oh, dang. Or I could just refer to her as Cornelia the whole time. No. <laughs> All right, we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Do we're ready. first? Yeah. Yeah, we're interviewing you, too. <laughs> okay, so joining us this week, Cece looks so excited, is my wife, Cece Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and that's how everyone pronounces my name. Cece. 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 And then Eric's wife, Nini. <laughs> we gave them Japanese names for this episode. <laughs> no, but for real, we've got we've got Cece Cornet and my wife, Neely Neely. Yes, like that's her name. This is actually that's not the joke. Right, she her first name is Neely, and she married me and became Neely Neely. So pause, <laughs> laugh about that for a second on the podcast, and then come back when you're ready to listen. <laughs> but oh, before man. we get into our awards, we want to ask a couple of questions just to get started. First off, Cece, when you heard that your husband was starting a podcast about Godzilla, what was your first thought? I thought, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> he, he's wanted to make a podcast for, seriously, it's probably been years. We've been married for five years, maybe together 10 years. And he's always talked about doing a podcast. And he tried to do one with some other friends uh, that didn't really have a niche. And then he kind of determined, like, you know, I really like monsters. So maybe I can do a Godzilla podcast. And I was like, sure, whatever. Go and do it. And now <laughs> here we are. Yeah, no, while Cece knew that I liked that, Neely, what did you think when your husband (laughs) decided to do a podcast about Godzilla? I kind of brushed it off, I think. Like, I was like, oh, cool, yeah. 
and then <laughs> didn't, I didn't. I just didn't really consider spend much time thinking about whether or not he'd really do it or if it would last because. It was kind of like whenever he said, I'm going to start following Liverpool Football Club with my brother. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Because that means like watching a match every week, at least one match and whatever. And so I just kind of wait and see if it materializes. Exactly. How's his Liverpool fandom going now? And now the whole family, we're diehard Liverpool fans. We all, we dress (laughs) dress all three kids up in Liverpool here, even our two-month-old. And we watch the matches. And The moral of the story is here in about six months, the entire family is going to be in Godzilla gear for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Second question. We'll start with you, Neely. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your experience watching Godzilla films or other kaiju films? Well, at least I do know what kaiju is now. Yes. That you've taken (laughs) on this podcast. I didn't before. But I don't have, I don't think I ever saw a single Godzilla film. Um, Until this one. Until this one. Save the best for first. (laughs) (laughs) And... I hey, think. she watched the end of Biolante with us. She did. That's true. Yeah. Biolante, Violante, Violante. Cece, what about you? Uh, you know, I I grew up, my father, he's got his own production company, so he always made me watch movies growing up. So I'd seen a couple of kaiju movies. I don't know if this really counts as a kaiju movie, but I remember when I was really young, he made me watch this really scary movie. It was old. <laughs> it was like 1950s, but it was about this um, this woman whose brother somehow grew to be 60 feet tall and he's like a monster's eye was hanging out would that technically be considered <laughs> yeah I, I think that movie? was i think that was uh honey i blew up the kids <laughs> <laughs> well it was horrifying because it's like my dad's like oh yeah it's about a giant man and i'm like okay whatever and then it shows him and his eyes hanging out of his head and i seriously i didn't sleep for days but <laughs> I've grown up seeing kaiju movies, but not like to the extent of Alex. Because when we started dating, I knew that he liked like Marvel movies, and he liked Godzilla and just monster and monsters and scary things just in general. And monsters aren't really my thing, so I didn't really watch many of the movies with him. But I think that he definitely wishes that I watched more. Yeah, well, you did watch this one. I watched this one and I've seen Godzilla versus King Kong. And that was, that was, you know what? I actually did enjoy that one. That one was fun. <laughs> is King Kong considered kaiju? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, Heck I yes, he is Neely. The King Kong with Naomi Watts, right? Oh, yeah. Peter Jackson's King Kong. I've seen that. So you've seen another kaiju film. Look really? at you, Neely. Uh, yeah. Now, here's, here's a follow up question to that. Mm-hmm. You know, how many of our podcasts have you listened to, Cece? I've listened to every single one of them. Thank you very much. Neely, how many podcasts have you listened to? Ask that just to make me look bad. Neely, how many podcasts have you listened to? I listened to one about a week ago. And it was the show at Era Showdown, and it was spectacular. The show at Era Showdown was really, really good. I like my favorite personal one, Like, just to be completely honest, is Son of Godzilla, just because it's got Gwen in it. That is oh, good. the week that yeah, the theometer wasn't wasn't yeah. available. The Gwendar. So, yeah, the Gwendar was, oh, yes. was on. Oh, oh, Neely, what do you think of the Hasai Hoedown? I haven't listened to that one. <laughs> the Hasai. Well, good. Hasai. That's a good number answer. One, number one, Alex. <laughs> it's not out yet. <laughs> Alex, it's Hasai Hoedown. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Uh, I learned that listening to your podcast. <laughs> Cece, right. so let's let's get into this film here. What were your initial impressions of Godzilla 1998? In other words, how much did you love it? You know, <laughs> to be completely honest, when Alex was like, hey, you're going to be on the podcast, I was like, oh, cool. I can watch a movie. And then I watched the movie. And I don't think I've ever been so angry at the movie that you guys decided <laughs> to bring us in on. Like... This movie, I really, I don't have words for it. Like, it disappointed me in ways that I didn't even know were possible. (laughs) 
this is harsh. This is really harsh. I don't, I kind of consider myself kind of a little bit more like Eric. Like I'm a little bit of a film snob. Oh, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I, Her favorite movie is the Lego movie. <laughs> oh I made no, that up. It's, it's, it's Lego <laughs> Batman. Thank you very much. When I watch a movie, I'm looking for really good characters. And this movie did not have very good <laughs> characters. true. Yeah. So just from the very beginning, I just, I don't know. It, it wasn't my cup of tea. I see why people would like it because it has some fun moments. But overall, it just kind of left me a little down in the dumps. And I, you know, I, I watched it and I thought about it the next day. And it's like, the more I thought about it, the more angry I just got about it. <laughs> what about you, Neely? What do you think about the movie? I know Neely had some questions about, well, about had, the movie. Yeah. I had a running list of questions because oh. I was just like, I couldn't follow. It's because I ha- I don't know if it's because I haven't seen any other Godzilla movies or because it was just a very interesting film. Um, but I was just asking things like, how did Godzilla fit in those tunnels? <laughs> That's that was one of my questions. He was, like, he was digging. Well, how did they just lose him? Like he's giant. That's exactly what I wanted. Like, we can't to know. find him. Yeah, I know. Um, where'd Godzilla go? And then yeah. he's like taller than all the buildings in the city. So, well, I'm you know sure. what else made me angry? There's one part where it's like it looks like he jumped through a building. The building didn't fall down, but there's like a little hole in the center it's of it. It's a big, it's a perfect hole in the middle. It's a big hole, but based upon where that hole was in the building, I think the building structure would have been compromised and it all would have fallen to the ground. I thought that was a good shot, and you clearly oh. know nothing about. <laughs> Construction. All of a sudden, Alex, we're defending this film. <laughs> I know. <Sure>. I know. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was interesting. Should we jump into our awards then? I guess. Yes. Let's do it. We'll Alex, it. <laughs> let's start with the coolest character award. Uh, who did you choose for your coolest character? So I was going to pick O'Neill, but Cece stole it. So I had to go with Animal. And I mean, the guy is willing to do anything for the perfect shot. Is he a little mean to Audrey? Yeah. But she also deserved it because Audrey sucks. Any character who's mean to Audrey is okay in my book. <laughs> yeah, she was a terrible character. She was really bad. She's the worst. If y'all listen to my episode earlier on, you'll hear me go on and on about how abusive she is. <laughs> yeah, she definitely had some, like, but I did think it was mean when Animal and his wife were in the, the little diner and they're like, oh, you could never be a reporter. You just don't got what it takes. Well, that's the moment I'm referring to. And after getting to know her, they were right. I, I mean, yeah. She honestly, like, having worked in news, I, I did take a lot of uh, a lot of offense with the way that she acted, but I don't know. I was going to ask you about that here in a second, Cece, though. But oh, yeah. who's, who's your favorite character or your coolest character, Cece? Alex already gave mine away. Thank you very much. But <laughs> mine was O'Neill. And, he, you know, he's just trying to protect the city. He's he's a soldier just trying to take care of his country. And I appreciated the fact that he was trying so hard. It, it didn't always work out perfectly. But at the end of the movie, it's like I felt like I'd be like, oh, good job, O'Neill. Yeah, I did like yeah. O'Neill, too. He was kind of innocent in this thing. Yeah, yeah, he stuttered a lot. That was the one thing where I was like, I thought I, that was charming. It was it was adorable, but it was like <laughs> he didn't seem very confident with himself sometimes. And it's like I just wanted to give him a hug and say, O'Neill, you can do this. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Philippe. You know, he's the French ser- Secret Service agent. He's mysterious at the beginning of the movie, pretending to be that insurance man, but then he evolves into this complex character. Um, which isn't saying much in this film, but <laughs> complex compared to others. I love the comedic aspect that he brings. Um, I saw a great tweet that says something like, I sometimes think about how every French character in this film is named Jean something, Jean-Claude, <laughs> Jean-Pierre, except for the actual actor, Jean Reno, who's named Philippe. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. But honestly, he's, he's a fun character i one of my favorite my favorite comedic moment i actually laughed out loud was whenever he starts chewing bubble gum 
because oh, be he, thinks, he thinks it makes him look more American. <laughs> I just thought it was so stupid. You laugh, though. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. What about you, Neely? Yeah, I was. I really liked Philippe, too. Um, but I had a hard time truly picking a coolest character because I was like, I'm not sure about all these characters. None of them are that great. But I, so I went with the old Japanese man in the beginning <laughs> who they bring back a couple times because yeah. he was just amazing. I just want to give him a hug. Oh, I know. He's so sweet. He's like, they're holding the flame in his face and asking him what he saw. And he's just like, Gojira. <laughs> <laughs> it is just great. Yeah. Uh, I go with him. You know, they brought him back a couple times when they showed that video. This is one thing that made me really mad. You guys might have already talked about this, but who just leaves a top secret tape like sitting on a TV in a tent? Yeah. Uh, right. The military when they've had to suddenly rush to New York. That was, oh, man, that made me so <laughs> mad. I'm like, no way. No way they're just going to leave that. That tape that's literally labeled top secret out where anyone can take it. Man, Eric, I do feel like you and me are having to defend this movie now. It's not a great feeling. I know. (laughs) Well, you know, some people like this movie. And I don't, I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody that their opinion isn't right. But it just wasn't my cup of tea. I got you. Now, Eric, what about your most memorable line award? So my line is actually said by both Nick and Audrey. And it's memorable to me just because of how stupid it is. <laughs> it's from when they're within the Madison Square Garden um, on live TV. They both say, this building needs to be destroyed immediately. It's like, <laughs> this makes no sense because you're both inside the building that you're ordering the military to be destroyed immediately. Yeah. Now, it's called selfless, Eric. Line, it's called selfless. No. But if we didn't get that line, then we wouldn't have the entire conflict of them trying to get out of the building immediately. I get it, but it's just like, why? Like, why? You could have gotten if they out get of the out, building. You got to remember, if they didn't get out, there's <clears> going to be hundreds of thousands of them within months. So you think Audrey is that selfless, Alex? Got it. So she's, no, tr- she's it's called a character arc. It's called a character arc, Eric. And just because there's no middle part of the transition of the character arc, <laughs> it's more like a dotted line. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, Neely, what is your most memorable line? And I just want you to say it as it's said in the film. I don't remember people laughing in this movie too much. (laughs) Okay. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you didn't hear that, it was thank you very much. You know, like Elvis Elvis. from Philippe. (laughs) Yeah, that was just great. And the whole, like Eric said, the whole chewing gum to look more American and stuff. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Nico is like, you know, just don't Tetipolis. say anything. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Tetopolis. <laughs> it's Tetopolis. <laughs> Tetopolis. He's like, don't say anything. I'll do the talking. And then at the end, he's just like, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> <It's great. laughs> Alex, what about you, man? Uh, mine has to be uh, Gene, who is the mayor's aide in the movie. And he's like losing his mind because they're blowing up a city. And he's trying to calm him down. He says, all right, mayor. Calm down. Have some candy. You know, <laughs> I thought about that line. Honestly, I think that the mayor and his little his little aide are probably the most relatable characters. Like if somebody, if somebody gave me, like I understand. Are you saying him. you're calmed down by candy, and that's why you relate? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if somebody gave me a Hershey kiss, it would make me feel just a little bit better. Okay. So. I don't know. I like that line. <laughs> I, I did too. That's yeah. why it's my most memorable line. <sighs> what about you, Cece? What was your most memorable line? Uh, mine, honestly, like I had a lot of trouble because I asked Alex, I was like, should I be taking notes during this movie? And he was like, no, not at all. As he's sitting next to me with his little phone taking notes for the entire thing. <laughs> so I was like, okay, they're probably not going to have me do too much. 
So I couldn't remember any lines. So I'm going to say the little old man saying Gojira, because at least they gave Godzilla's name, even though I wouldn't really consider the monster a true Godzilla. But but at least yeah. they said Gojira. Well, yes. You could have you could have gone with, what is this? The virgin lizard? That was pretty great. I mean... <laughs> Gosh. Was that was that your uh, your second choice, Eric? That, that was my that was my runner up. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> that was all very confusing. There was another one of Neely's questions. <laughs> yeah, he pregnant he from a blood sample. Yeah, it was, it was just. <clears throat> you've clearly never watched yeah. Jurassic Park. And like two hundred eggs. When were they laid? What did they? How did they hatch so quickly? You can't have we'll a birth a scene in a PG-13 movie, Neely. <laughs> I bet you they turn off the air conditioning inside Madison Square Garden so it gets so hot in there that it's like they just nice incubate. Yeah, nice Perfect and steamy. You know, and they all, all the eggs just hatched. Uh, what about that can't believe that acting award, Neely? Who did you say? Well, I was going to go with the old fisherman Joe, I think his name was. Um, with the big wave, Godzilla wave coming at him. I really liked his acting whenever I thought it was very believable. And he did a great job in his one little part. And I actually looked him up and his name is Ralph Manza. And he is in a lot of things. He And he often cool. just plays a old man. That's his part. <laughs> That's what he's known for. He's an old man in some Friends episode, and he's like an old uncle in a Boy Meets World. Huh? It makes you that. wonder, like, how yeah. old, how long was this guy an old man? Is he still an right. old man? Was he, he must old have man looked, when he was twenty? Right. He must have just looked old from a young age, and they're like, "This is a great old man. <laughs> so we're going to use him." <laughs> <laughs> My uh, can't believe the acting award was Hank Azaria, who played Victor Animal Pilotti or Pilotti. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the moment when you think he's stepped on, but then afterwards he just has that reaction that he's just so pleased to be alive. It's like a mix of being giddy. And at first I was like, that was pretty terrible <laughs> acting. Then as I thought about it, I was like, you know, who knows how you would react in that situation? So maybe that giddy excitement was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that scene. I thought he was a goner. Yeah, I like that too. What about you, Cece? I have the exact same acting moment as Eric. Oh, yeah? That was honestly, that was like the one thing in the movie that I actually remembered when the movie was over, was just the way that he reacted. And I agree with you, Eric. I think that like when I first saw it, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But then it's like, if I was almost stepped on by a, a so Godzilla, much hyperbole over here. then <laughs> <laughs> I might act like that if I were almost stepped on by a giant iguana monster. Yeah. What, what, what would you I say was- that he acted like, Cece, if you had to perform it? Alex, you know, I, I pretended like I was him to show Alex yeah. and just make fun of it and yeah. now he won't he yeah. won't let me do the podcast unless I yes, right. reenact That's it. That's right. Or you get your parts cut. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is hard. This is nerve wracking. Get in the character. Okay. Let me think. Let me I need to You're the girl inside the dude playing the dude disguise. <laughs> I've got a camera on my shoulder. I can feel the weight. Be the animal. I, yeah, be the I can feel the uh, the Godzilla, f- the wind pass Here. over me as he lifts Boom. his foot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Neely just fell down. Neely just fell down I laughing. just fell off the couch. <laughs> and that was, you guys, oh, when man. I did it the first time, so it was good. a lot better than that. But yeah, that's... No, that was so good. That's the best acting in the movie. you know actually that whole scene was pretty cool like the music i will say the music at that moment with him trying to get his vhs VHS in the camera it like lined up with the music perfectly and he like you know he was trying super super hard and he just did like three taps that were aligned with the music to get it in there and then he starts filming and that was actually pretty cool i was like that was probably the coolest moment of action in the whole thing i was like that's neat what about you alex yeah, mine's the uh, Godzilla's performance, nudging the baby Godzilla after it's 
that. Man, you love that. You love that moment. <laughs> that is so that, that, that is your Bambi moment, it dude. It's the, it's the only. It's really the only moment with like actual emotion, and so it stuck with it just me. Just touched and your I, heart. Whenever I'm alone, I think about it. <laughs> I looked over when we were watching the movie, and there was a single tear rolling down Alex's cheek. <laughs> and you didn't even see the other ones. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that that's my uh, can't believe that acting award. So wait, yeah, your acting award went to Godzilla. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is correct. Not a human. That's yeah, like right. That. Do for this movie, do you know if they had like a person that acted out, or yes, is it just they did? Okay, they had a character they, actor. They, they had someone in like kind of a suit for some of the stuff to do the CG, base, like base the CG off of them. Like the little green suit with all the balls on it. Kind of, but like it actually had like a Godzilla head. Like, you know, I feel like if they were to make this movie now, it would still suck, but it would be a lot better. <laughs> the I think that, <laughs> the CGI, like, and the CGI did look good for the time but i think that even if they did it now one thing that i really missed about godzilla in this movie was that he didn't cc people can't see your air quotes yeah i did air quotes (laughs) he he he's supposed to be a chunky boy he is supposed to be a chunky boy and he wasn't there was one part where he pops up and i thought that his chest looked looked, almost human-like it did it did and that made me mad cc's very attracted to iguanas as well yeah i know (laughs) This movie taught me something about myself. I saw that Mm. strong iguana chest. Now I understand why you like my scaly skin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Alex, you guys, Alex made me go and buy him a special special soap. (laughs) (laughs) I made her her buy me a soap. (laughs) Your elbows were getting too scaly. No, it wasn't my elbows. It was just my skin in general. You wanted a moisturizing body wash. I feel like I'm being picked on. It was Irish Spring. It was manly, okay? Yeah. Oh. Your your moisturizing lotion. No, and you're crying. It's just a soap. It's not from Bed Bath and Beyond. I mean, people who are touched by Babyzilla. I mean, you need special lotion. Yeah. I hate you all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, leave me alone. Uh, All right. All right. What about your standout effect award, Cece? Uh, Another another thing that I wish I had been taking notes on, but (laughs) honestly, like I couldn't because you guys all answered your your answers into this little uh, note sheet first, so. I felt like I couldn't take any of your you standout scraps. effects. Yeah, I had the scraps. So I picked <laughs> the giant Godzilla footprint that Tatopolis stands in at the very beginning. So it was big. I could tell it was a Godzilla footprint. <laughs> and it probably took the production crew at least an hour to dig with, like, you know, some digging equipment. <laughs> oh, it took yeah. more than an hour. Yeah, it took them a little more than an hour, probably. So I don't know. I just got to give props to. That Props to well the dug hole. Well, the well dug hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tatapolis standing in that was pretty amazing. I do agree. It's Alex, what Tatopolis. about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was Alex. What about yours? Mine was actually when the uh, fishing vessel is out to sea at the very beginning, like during Godzilla's first encounter with anything, and you see its claws go through the ship. And it's like actually a practical effect. I thought it was really cool. And it's actually an effect that we've seen in previous Godzilla movies, but not done very well. This is actually the best that effect's been mm-hmm. done so far. And actually, there's a scene yeah. not too long later where he bites into a truck. And it's a, it does the exact same thing. It's a very cool moment, though. That's my favorite. I'll agree with that. I'll, I'll give you two thumbs up for that answer. What about you, Neely? Um, well, unlike my husband, I'm not a film snob. <laughs> so I'm not... Uh, well-versed in different effects and how they're done and really the difficulty of certain things versus others. But what I was thinking about was whenever the three fishing vessels were going down in the beginning, yeah. towards the beginning of the that film. That was cool. And, I mean, it was just, there was a lot of water, so I'm trying to think, is this a swimming pool? And then I'm like, <laughs> well, these are really big boats. And then... Like, people were jumping ship. Like, they were just jumping off into the water and stuff. And so I was 
You were convinced sure. it was real yeah. for a second there. Yeah, I'm like, they're on the middle of the ocean, clearly. <laughs> it, it is a cool so, effect, though. Yeah. It, it's really awesome. Again, yeah, they did the, the first part of this movie, I think, yeah. is really solid. And then after about 20 minutes yeah. or 30 minutes, it, it's not. I, I agree with you there. <laughs> I mean, when Audrey comes in, it's kind yeah. of, it all yeah. goes downhill. I, you know what? That is a when good Audrey, yeah. point. That is the turning point, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Eric? My, uh... My standout effect, I'm going to go, I'm going to give a positive to the CGI effects of the time. There are some moments of the film with the CGI that haven't aged well, but honestly, the majority of the film, the CGI wasn't a problem for me. So maybe maybe that it wasn't a problem for me, it makes it my standout effect, (laughs) but we've talked about our problems with the monster, so I won't pour it on, but here I give credit where credit is due. There were some cool moments, some cool close-ups, I thought, of Godzilla's face, as well as that that moment when he jumps over the military into the bay oh, was yeah. a cool CGI effect. And then I really like when old Joe is on the pier mm-hmm. and the wave is coming in. That's a really cool effect. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great CGI effect as well, for yeah. sure. Alex, what about your Oh, That's a Good Shot award? Uh, Effects-wise, it didn't really look great, but I actually like the moment where the soldiers are in the cave and they can't find Godzilla for some reason. And so what looks like a cave wall actually turns out to be Godzilla's eye. I actually think that's a pretty cool moment, even yeah. though it doesn't mm-hmm. look as good as it probably would nowadays. But I think it's a really good illustration yeah. of right. the scale and how big he is. Right, which lends to the question, how did he fit in the tunnel if his eyeball is as big as the tunnel? <laughs> yep. He digs. He digs. You all, you all didn't see him laying <laughs> down, crawling on his belly when they when <laughs> Matthew Broderick and yeah, them were in there. I did. <laughs> Yeah, he looked like an iguana. He did. He did. (laughs) (laughs) Neely, what about you? Good shot. I liked towards at the very end, I guess, whenever the Godzilla was chasing the helicopters and the last helicopter was taken down by Godzilla. Yeah, that was a cool moment. Neely, now this is hard to believe. But that was that yes. that was only an hour into the movie, even though this movie felt like an eternity. It, <laughs> are you serious? I thought it was towards no. the end. That was the first helicopter chase out of two. Oh no. But yeah. It did feel it like did. it. I it understand. Did. Okay, so that was it was night two of our viewing. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Neely made it 20 minutes the first time. So. Uh, hey, we did too. <laughs> we made it 20 minutes and that's then we true. had to start back up. That is true, isn't it? Yeah, but no, I'm with Neely. That That's a really cool moment. Yeah. I really like that. I'll, yeah, Neely, I'm going to give you two thumbs up for your answer too. Oh, thanks, Cece. What about all the rest of our answers? Have we never gotten a thumbs up yet? Hey, you know, I give you a thumbs up. You just did, Alex. Alex got. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one that has Sorry, them so Eric, far. I need to Thanks. see what your answer is, and yeah. we'll see if you get one before it, the end of the show. It, it, it'll be well, pretentious. Don't worry about it. My... Oh, yeah, it is. Great. <laughs> Thanks for setting me up, Alex. <laughs> my... Oh, that's a good shot of word. It's actually when Nick arrives. Nick Tetepolis <laughs> arrives in Panama. It's the top of this. <laughs> and him and Colonel Hicks, they're walking towards what we find is that Godzilla footprint that CeCe's mentioned. Two thumbs up, yeah, Cece. You. Uh, and you get that tracking shot, but there's a tracking shot that leads down to that footprint. It's in front of Nick and Colonel Hicks, and they're walking down towards it. And it's really impressive, actually, the amount of extras, helicopters, and action going on be- behind the main focus of that shot. It lasts for quite a while for me, and is honestly the most impressive filmmaking moment in this film. Yeah, that is a good shot. That was a good shot. Two thumbs up. No, I was, yeah. I was, wa- I was waiting for Cece, but she wasn't saying anything. No. So I was honestly, <laughs> thanks, man. I was reminiscing on that shot because now that I'm thinking about it, you're right. It was a very complex moment where they did have a lot going on in the background, and just having you know oh. worked on movies behind the scenes, that is a lot of stuff to organize and kind of keep control of in a shot. So. Yeah, Two and thumbs up. that leads to your favorite effect, a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The best part of the entire movie. I mean, that took a lot of time yes. to dig. You're right. Alex. You're right. What about you, Cece? What's your, oh, that's a good shot award. You know, I had a lot of trouble because, again, Alex didn't, me, didn't tell me. <laughs> Alex told me not to take notes. But now that I'm thinking about it, 
I think that a really good shot was when the little fisherman was standing out on the pier and you can see the wave coming toward the camera oh, yeah. because oh, it was, yeah. if I remember correctly, I feel like the fisherman was in, in the center of the frame and it was just, yeah. it was very symmetrical, which is something that I absolutely adore when they do in movies. So that shot brought me a little joy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. You got, you got a big one there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Is this going to be our most quoted oh, movie, Eric? That guy was cute. Going forward? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move into then all of our high ratings and ranking for this film. Right. <laughs> Neely, let's start with you. Out of, out of five, what would you rate this film and why? I was going to say a two. Do we do halves? You can do, you can do, two, halves, you can do halves. Yeah. Do you normally do halves? Yeah, I do all you can do halves. Yeah. You just can't rate it out of 10 like Neely. Alex does. Neely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe one and a half then. Oh. I haven't rated lots of films that I've watched on the scale of five, and so I don't really know how I compare it to other things, but I'm just thinking it's a pretty low score. I'm going to have to up you by one half a star. I give this film a two out of five. And Alex, I know it's not technically a millennium film, but we're going to include it in those rankings, I think, for our recap episode as well. But really, for me, it would be easy to complain about some of the aspects here that don't feel Godzilla, like the monster itself. But my complaints go beyond just the complaints against Godzilla. I think about this quote, and here I go again with my pretentiousness, Alex, from King Leontes in Shakespeare's The Winter's Tale when he Uh. says, I have drunk and seen the spider. I I have also had a drink and seen a spider. (laughs) (laughs) But that spider here is that stated attempt by Emmerich to go for that more realistic feel than other Godzilla films. I just don't think this film works as a realistic representation of what would happen if Godzilla actually attacked New York. The humor at times, it just feels very 90s and cliche. And some of it even is distasteful here in 2020. One criticism of my least favorite Heisei or my least favorite Heisei films were that the human characters, they didn't have much to do when the monster action kicked in. Now, I can't complain about that here. They're everywhere yeah. in this movie. The problem is, is they're not emotionally attached to anything. There's no emotional connection. So add that to the music and to the lack of meaning. And I give this film a two out of five. Ooh. Yes, I would agree with the lack of emotional connection and the cheesy 90s music in the background. I to- like, I I'm going to ask you all a question. For sure. Uh, I've already mentioned it, I think, three mm-hmm. times on the podcast. Did you feel anything when Big Godzilla nudged the dead little Godzilla? Cece's pouty lip and and shaking her head, yes. Me. That touched my soul. That made me sad. Little animal lover. I didn't. I actually actually did, but then they quickly ruined it with a joke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That was the problem. There's just no, you can't marinate with our emotions here, you know, like, sad. Cece, what about you? Well... I am going to have to agree with your rating, Eric. I would give this a two out of five because I do think that it does have some merits. I think the first 20 minutes of the film actually was pretty decent. Uh, it made me want to know like more of what's going to happen. And I wanted to know more about the characters. And as soon as I knew more about the characters, I was like, can we turn this off? But She also just really wanted to watch The Circle on Yeah, Netflix. I did. I honestly, like, there were other things that just seemed more important to me at the time, like watching uh, The Circle on Netflix. If you haven't watched it yet, listener, um, give, it, give it a try. Even Alex likes it. I do. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm shamed addicting. to say so. But the Godzilla film, I think that, like, there were just so many problems with it story-wise and character-wise that I just like I can't really um, forgive. Just the characters were so poorly written. They were one-dimensional and they were just, they weren't likable people and when I watch a movie I want to be able to connect and relate with characters that seem real and like I would I would knock the uh, the acting in this film but I really don't think that it was the actors faults. I think that they were just given a really, really bad script. 
that was very poorly written yeah. and not really. Reminds me of another movie. <laughs> what movie's that? All Monsters Attack. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel. Oh boy, we'll leave that there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that I think that overall, this the the '90s music really got me. Like every time it had Audrey on screen, I feel like they played this like romantic music in the background, like little chimes. And I was like, oh yeah, I was like, what? Like what does that even add to the film? And then the fact that Tatopoulos took her back in the end—that made me really mad. Yeah. He likes his abusive relationships. Yeah. You guys are you guys are making me look bad with my one and a half. You no. gave it a two. You're just, you're just a harsh they just critic. gave it a two. When you guys when Cece's been talking about how angry this film made her, <laughs> and she's like, ah, <laughs> Neely really loved it. Neely really loved it, and she gave it a one and a half. <laughs> Neely, if you feel peer pressure, anyway, Alex, you can increase you, your score. Um, yeah, so as I did say two, and then I felt like I needed to break it. <laughs> so, as Dell the Funky Homo sapiens says, it comes speedy signing. The- <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be pretentious like Eric. It comes speedy signing the peace treaty, or you'll be needing medical attention when I leave you bleeding. That is to say that since the military and G couldn't get <laughs> couldn't get along, New York paid the price for their inability to get along, or something with Eric like pretentiousness. That <laughs> that pearl wisdom being said, <laughs> I think the largest problem with this film, aside from the tonal inconsistencies, is just the inconsistent dropping of messages, and the horrible Audrey character, and the film's too long. And while the first twenty minutes were actually quite great. It needed another 20 minutes cut. It needed an hour cut, let's be honest. <laughs> it did not need an hour cut. <laughs> but <laughs> It needed at least 45 minutes. Fair enough. But the director, uh, Roland Emmerich, has not been known for his subtleties. So I actually enjoy his disaster films, typically. But this one has some serious lapses. And this isn't Independence Day or even something fun like White House Down. This is Godzilla. And it's not fun. It's not really not that fun. So... I'm going to give this one. Oh, man. Cece's staring at me. I got the pressure on me. I haven't decided my thing. A 2.5. A t- oh, 2.5. 2.5 stars. Oh, my I'm not man. surprised. So, so by your wow. account, people will either like it or they'll hate it. I think most people will dislike it. I think I could see some people liking it. Oh, well, see, the reason I give it 2.5, kind of, is because the last time I watched this, I don't remember feeling so negative. And I'm wondering if it's just because you were sitting next to me complaining the whole time. Yeah. Or <laughs> probably didn't help. <laughs> well, you know, and this kid this this is a question, this is kind of off of our scale, our rating scale, but like when you and Eric watch films, do you think that your opinions of these Godzilla films would be different if you watched them both together versus independently i feel like i like movies less when i watch them with eric really because usually i like (laughs) movies more save this one i didn't like this one but because i'm like always like looking at eric like is he judging my movie (laughs) he gets in your brain (laughs) so i think i kind of what do you think i just have a question for you guys do you think that audrey looked better with her hair up or down when she was reporting uh, that was a good character oh, arc. Down. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Do you say down, Neely? Yeah. Was this a real question? <laughs> no. Honestly, it made me angry when she put her hair up because in real life, reporters never put their hair up. I thought it was better up. Unless they're reporting in like a hurricane. She has been chased by little lizard people, dinosaurs, things. No, 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 And no. she is a mess. Do you think Raptors. that hair's going to look good on TV? Well, there <laughs> was there was one part in the movie where it was pouring rain outside, and then it shows them inside a, a store where he's buying the pregnancy test. It's called an umbrella, CC. No, their hair is all perfectly dry, and they're perfectly dry. He wears a hat the whole time, and she has an wow. umbrella that's That made red. me mad. But honestly, like when Audrey put her hair up at the very end, the first thing I thought was that is not that is not real life all because right reporters <laughs> their hair frames their face they want their hair to look perfect but i will say it it was accurate when she said should like does my hair look okay because every reporter 
does ask that question before they go on camera. Does that? There we go. This movie is more authentic than any sure. other Godzilla movie. <laughs> I have a question. Do you guys always um, bring in some outside quote into your? No, ratings? I did this to mock Eric. I have the past like. <laughs> <laughs> I have the past like because five. I didn't know I was supposed to research and find a quote to bring. I in literally looked at the first no. Dell the Funky Homo Sapiens song I could find that had anything in it, and I just put it in here just to be funny. <laughs> I, I didn't know Eric was going to be quoting Shakespeare. Uh, that's what that's what I did. Of this He's been doing that lately. It was like it was like Herman Melville, yeah. uh, Moby Dick, a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. he's getting uh, yeah. he's getting like more pretentious <laughs> as each episode comes along. Well, isn't Eric's favorite book <laughs> Moby Dick? No, no, it is. he yeah, likes. It is. I think yeah. he was like a big princess yeah, in the, him reading it up to ACT oh, score. Oh, see, I thought he was a big princess in the P fan, but I guess not. I feel like I get, didn't. We get I'm Eric not even a Moby Dick shirt in the past. Did we get you that as a present? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, and yeah. and I sleep in it. I wear it to bed. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Before we recorded this podcast, I was listening to a podcast about Moby Dick. Hold no on, joke. do you guys want to know why I wear the t-shirt? To uh, bed? Sounds like no. you got it regifted. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Alex gave it to me. Okay, Cece bought it. No, I was Alex there. I was there, and uh-huh. we picked it out together. Thank you very much. Well, I spilled nail polish. Oh, girl, I've done that too. Once I I was trying to pick out nail polish recently and I dropped two pieces, two of my nail polish bottles hit each other and they broke perfectly and it spilt red nail polish all over my computer. You you know the podcast is not over yet, everybody. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) This This is when I cut in. This is when I cut in and say, all right, Alex, you have to cut, <laughs> you have to cut yes. lots of that out. <laughs> we can leave the nail polish talk anyway. for after the music. Okay. I do appreciate uh, Neely and Cece coming on the podcast. Cece, do you want to plug anything uh, for your podcast while um, you have a chance? You know, I do the other podcast. I do 13th Floor with Alex. That's a separate podcast that you can listen to if you want to. Um about conspiracy theories, which I know you've mentioned it on the podcast before because I listen to monsters versus men. But um, yeah, you can you can listen to that. You can follow me on Twitter. I just changed my handle to my updated uh, marriage last name, so you can find me at CC Cornett. Yay! <laughs> nice. Wow. What about you, Neely? You got anything to pimp out? Oh yeah, no new podcast. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> She's starting. She's going to start an offshoot of the Monsters versus Men called podcast, Women versus though, Males. With our I three think. tiny humans I think, around. I think. <laughs> I think it's just going to be Godzilla thoughts oh, I with like Neely. It. I like it. Neely, <laughs> yeah. we should just do a podcast um, that is about. Um, what was that TV show that we watched? We can watch that TV show about the little. The, the one that got canceled oh, yeah. doesn't have an ending. The family. Yeah, I think it's the family. It's the one where the boy, like, he went missing, and then some kid that wasn't him came back. Girl, that was when we bonded. Yes. This is this is getting derailed so fast. Um. (laughs) Alex, what are what are we watching next week? And did you come up with a question for us? Yeah, I did. So next week we're gonna watch Godzilla 2000. Uh, Unlike last week, I did not come up with like an actual rap. So this one's going to be shorter <laughs> and more brief. Uh, so my question is, when Eric and Alex watch Godzilla 2000, will we both be feeling arousing? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Mine is <laughs> I can't follow that, Alex. Mine is Will Godzilla of the Millennium tickle your cranium? Oh that only works if you say millennium wrong. <laughs> Which I did. Yeah, good thing I didn't have to say anything wrong with mine. I have two. <laughs> oh, you got one? I got two. Oh, Cece has two. I came up with two. Okay. 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 Wow. When Godzilla fights and wags his tail, will the audience cheer or will they wail? <laughs> That's good. Okay. And then I've got, this one's a little bit more uh, topic for, based upon the movie you're watching next okay. week. 
When Godzilla uses his fire breath, will Orga survive or meet a gruesome death? Oh. Ouch. Wow. Cece is a poet over here. Yeah. The fire breath was another question I had. I was like, is he Alex dragon? sits and he thinks about she, his. Oh, wait. One she second. worked on that. She literally worked on that rhyme the entire time we were recording. Yeah. I'm kidding. I wasn't listening to a darn thing that anyone said. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, you can follow us. Well, actually, Alex, where can we watch this film? Uh, you can watch it just about anywhere. It's actually pretty easy to get, and you can actually go buy it off of like Amazon for like ten bucks. But it is everywhere, any place you like to rent stuff. Cool. Yeah. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at mvm underscore pod. We're on Letterboxd, Alex Cornett and Eric Neely. And you can email us, mvmpod at gmail.com. One thing I want you to email us about is what film should I, what Godzilla film should I use to give a better introduction to Neely for Godzilla? I need to know which, what's, what's the film that's going to let her see what is Godzilla actually all about besides this isn't it? Godzilla 98. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think but that you should you start would, with the original, the OG. Godzilla. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. It's good. Let's do it. Uh, but until next week, if you guys would help us out, <laughs> try, try to, to, to stay, stay alive. alive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. That was epic. Peace out. Yes. And this is where the music starts up. Yeah. Talk about all the nail polish you want. <laughs> Neely, do you prefer OPI or do you prefer Essie? Oh, that's a good question. I actually prefer OPI. Girl, me too. You need to come over and we'll do our nails. <laughs> I've got lots of OPI. So do it's I. It's been a while for me. It's, yeah. I Susie could, had a lot too, and then she spilt it all in the back of our car when we first moved down. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was tragic. Oh, that was fun. It I was all over. My, uh, Eric has some coral nail polish on his light blue Moby Dick t-shirt and so it became mine. Let's be honest, Neela, you did that on purpose. Let's be honest, Eric re-gifted that shirt. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah. I mean, we let we let our older kids cry for hours, but (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to put that at the end of the podcast. (laughs) All right. All right.